do the flipping intro. You never said that. I said it like an hour ago. You think I'm supposed to remember what you say from an hour ago? <laughs> yes, because we're supposed to start the podcast an hour ago. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Ratman Podcast. <laughs> we, Hi. We are, are doing just great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually, I don't know if I'm at the beginning or the end of a cold, so I'm just a little out of it, guys, so the man's gonna do all the talking. Goodbye. Hey, it's better than, than you not being here, you know? Oh, yes, I know you were very lonely on the seventh episode. Yes. Well, today, we have some fun things to talk about, especially our movie. We are going to be reviewing... A rat reel. Rat reel. It's not called a movie anymore. It's a rat reel. For rat reels... We are going to be reviewing James Bond. No time, no time to, to die. die. Yes. Yes. Yes, and a man finally gets to rant about it and diss Skyfall all he wants. Uh, what? I was saying is like how you're always critiquing Skyfall, saying how Spectre's better than Skyfall, and No Time to Die blows both of them out of the water. Is it wrong? Debatable. Uh, yeah, I, but, I probably agree. I probably agree with you, but I'm just saying that. I wasn't saying it like it was the hard truth or anything. Well, you sure seem like that. Anyways, if you like this <laughs> show, you can leave us a five star review and uh, hit the hit the hit the little bell thing to get notified every time we 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 post an episode, which is every Friday at six o'clock. And morning. also make sure to share this podcast with your friends because word of mouth is the only way we get around. Without it, we'd be stuck. I mean, we kind of already are. But, as besides the point, share us with friends because we need help if I'm being truly honest. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Well, what else are we talking about today? Um. Well, actually, No Time to Die, there's a lot of good themes in that. So we're going to be carrying that over to our philosophy segment. Mm-hmm. And then for our advice segment, we're going to give really good advice about how to give advice and it'll be amazing and then for our challenge segment today we're gonna do a don't laugh session so we're gonna try to make the other person laugh in a 30 second slot rules may change but yeah that's that's pretty much all we got so why don't we go into our rat reel and talk about this amazing masterpiece called no time to die and this red light i just cannot stop staring at Let's go to rat reels. So no time to die. Let me sing my song. Ah, never mind. Just keep talking. Okay. So no time to die is one of our collective favorite movies. Right up there with the Dark Knight and Across the Spider Verse. Yes, it is amazing, and we are going to be talking about all the reasons why. Now, this episode, we will do our best to not go into spoilers, but we may or may not release a bonus episode sometime where we do talk about all, all the nitty-gritty details from No Time to Die. Well, the problem is that not many people have seen it, so we might get, like, zero listens on that one. Yeah, well, we'll at least make it, and you can go back and listen to it sometime once you you've want, seen it. Do you want to pull up the IMDb page and give them the stats on this? Yes, sir. Take me to imdb.com. What do you mean the site can't be reached? 
Why don't you click the one that's highlighted in green? Because that takes me to a can't be reached page. I'll pull I it out. Dude, this is what? why I use Apple. I really don't know. There's just no time to die. What's funny is, is that we all find time to die eventually. What if you're so busy you couldn't even die? No internet. You just don't, do not have time to die. Like, you're just so busy that you carry on for eternity because you could not find any time just to die. That would be busy, but at this point in our culture, I don't, it's probably possible to be so busy that you really have no time to die, which is directed by, oh my word, Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. Um, what is the synopsis? James Bond has left active service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond into the trail of a mysterious... villain armed with dangerous new technology. That's the plot. Now let's go look at the box office rankings down here. I don't know what... Oh, look! He got it up. Who's yeah. it starring? Uh, it's starring Daniel Craig as James Bond. Anna de Armas as Paloma, Rami Malek as Lucifer Safin, Lea Sido as Madeline, Rafiana as M, etc., etc., etc. Some of the oh, same. But you forgot Ben Winshaw. Yes, as Q. Because he's amazing. Yes. We love Q. Okay. What? What were we looking for? Oh, box office. So it's estimated that their budget was $250 million and that in U.S. and Canada on the opening weekend that made $55 million. Uh, the total amount estimated in, in U.S. and Canada is uh, ironically ends in 007. Apparently all the gross numbers end in 007. So what? I'm not going to ask why. Did you notice that? Uh, no, I didn't tell that. That's yeah. crazy. That is kind of cool, actually. Uh, gross... I think they probably did. They do you think they did that on purpose? I don't know. I hope so. Pretty cool. But uh, gross U.S. in Canada was one hundred sixty million, almost one hundred sixty-one, and gross worldwide is seven hundred seventy-four million. Let's go! Dang, yeah, this one was actually high-grossing. It was a great film that came out right after COVID, since it kind of helped with the theaters. And James Bond is an absolute boss. This movie, yes. As is the entire movie. It's just so good. This movie is like a boss movie, honestly. This is one of those movies that you watch and have a really hard time looking away from. Yes, it definitely is. And you could watch it over and over again. I honestly could. I might even watch it again tonight just for fun. Yeah, I, I love this one so much. Oh, it's amazing. It looks amazing. The way it's shot, how the colors are saturated. It's so pleasing to look at. Mm -hmm. The plot is amazing. Uh, if you don't listen closely, there can be a lot of plot holes. Like, one of the critiques I've heard is that the bad guy had no motivation, but he did have motivation. People just don't realize that. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah, a lot of the plot holes can be explained. So I think it is pretty much a perfect movie. It's very, very, that's very distracting. The pop. The, the popularity is only at 4.41. It's only a 7.3 out of 10, which isn't bad. It's just no, not it's not good. Actually, Casino Royale is the only one with an 8.0. <laughs> but yeah, this is a really good movie. It's a 10 out of 10, right? Would you give this a 10 out of 10? Um, For enjoyment? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's... It is thrilling. It's absolutely thrilling. It's very emotional, too. Which makes it really, really good. Exactly. Yeah, like the relationship between Bond and Madeline. It's like very heart-wrenching. Yeah. Makes you want to cry at the end, especially. To me, this is a movie where romance actually adds to the story. Romance always adds to the story. Unless I it's really said cheesy. to me. I said to me at the beginning of this. So you're saying that the romance in the Batman didn't add to the story? No, it didn't. But the romance in the Dark Knight did. A little bit. Yes, it did, bro. A little bit, yes. Bro, it literally did. To me, it was okay. What about the romance that across the Spider-Verse? That added more, yes. See? Yes. See? That I have my own opinion? Yes, I do. Oh, nobody has their own opinion. Everybody has an opinion that's just that like has a... to agree with you. Exactly. Wow. Yes, this is this is my my. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm not. I don't know how I'm gonna get through this. You seem really tired. I want to go watch Star Trek. Anyways, dude, this is a great movie though. <laughs> and Bond is. Bond. As usual. Yeah. Bro, this I literally this... think I need to go home. We need to do this tomorrow. <laughs> no, we got it. We'll just push through and then it'll be done. <laughs> this is supposed to be our No Time to Die review. Yeah. It's well... supposed to be amazing. I cannot think of anything amazing about this movie right now. My brain is so dead. We'll go into the really deep one another time when you're feeling better. Bum, 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 bum. Hans Zimmer's score was debased. It was very good. Everything from the music to the storyline to the cinematics was just amazing. Yeah. I can't believe, like, literally every other Bond film, we're like, oh, no time to die, no time to die. But then we get to no time to die, and we got nothing to say. <laughs> well, I have my own thoughts, but I don't know how much I can say with spoiler, without spoilers. Just say them all without spoilers. It's that simple, bro. Wow. Is it really? Dude. No. The main takeaways from this is that, like, to me, the story just leveled up to something impeccable that I really, really enjoyed. And, I mean, I, I've seen it, like, one and a half times. Yes, a half time. But I, I'm i excited to see it again sometime. I was, too. I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. Yes. Looks beautiful. The actors do great. Anna yeah. de Armas was really fun seeing her in the movie because they worked together in Knives Out. It's funny is because Spectre was actually supposed to be the last Daniel Craig Bond movie. 
Really? I did after Spectre. He, Daniel Craig said, I'd rather... There was a bottle laying on the table. He was like, I'd rather grab that bottle, smash it, and slash my wrist before I do another Bond movie. Wow. But yeah. also, he said that right after filming it. Like, legit the day after he was done filming it. Wow. So he was under a lot of stress. Fair. And then he came back and had to finish the story off, and he finished it off with a bang. Yeah. This was actually the movie that Daniel Craig had the better hand in, like, a bigger hand in. Like, he was a very big part of, this, like, writing the story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was really cool. The technology is also pretty cool. The technology they use, mm-hmm. like the watch, you know, showed a person, uh, your watch, and it blew their mind. It was very cool. That was very funny. Yeah. It was also funny seeing uh, Q's apartment. <laughs> I know they come with fur these days. <coughs> Bro. Wow. I also thought that the villain was really interesting. Not oh. your typical villain. He's pretty scary, too. <laughs> yeah. The mask at the beginning. Yeah. Very unusual character, but. He was a psychopath. Made for a very good story, of course. Of course. Yeah, he actually kind of ruined James Bond's life, doesn't he? <laughs> we also, Blowfield comes back. Which isn't mm-hmm. spoilers, he's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so, he was very interesting as uh, an antagonist. Uh, kind of like a finishing him off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> Die. It's kind of dark, but yeah. But yeah, we love this movie so much. If you've seen the other ones, and you're like hesitating on seeing this one, why? Yeah, don't. It's literally it's, the cleanest so one out of them all. It's the best one in our opinions. Yeah. Okay, now the philosophy part is starting to come to me. Actually, I'm starting to get into it. So we should move on to our philosophy segment. Unless you have something else to say. Do we do that next? Yeah. I mean, we should, if we don't already, we should get to the Ratman okay, perspective. Okay, let's get, let's, let's get there. So, so as, I, as we've said before, this finishes the character arc of Bond as uh, starting from a cold-blooded killer and womanizer to family man who kills when necessary, who still does his job, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I found it very interesting he found what's meaningful in life at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it's It really changed the perspective of the story. Again, yes, thank you. I've been searching for those words for the last two minutes. Yeah, it's it's a different type of story as well, you know, as opposed to just all action, all thriller with like, you know, the usual ending, the usual villain, the usual good guy. Mm-hmm. It it changed the storyline to something much different. Yeah, he was he's kind he kind of starts out as an antihero. Bond. Yeah, yeah. in Casino Royale. Oh yeah, he's more of an antihero. He's very cocky. And we do still see that colder side to Bond sometimes. He will, like, kill somebody cold-bloodedly still. Of course, they're always the bad guy, but still. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, 
we really see that not only does he have his family with Madeline Swan, but also his MI6 family. Mm-hmm. It's MI6, not MI7, right? Right. MI7 is... So he has yeah, like Q, Mallory, Moneypenny, the other double O <laughs> that we don't really care about. <laughs> Who's honestly... Like, she didn't take away from anything in the story. I just found her kind of annoying. She didn't really she, add too she, much. She was just kind of cocky. Because that's how she was supposed to be. Yeah. But, like, why would you think that you are better than James Bond? Yeah. Agent 007 himself. And this lady comes in and be like, huh, I'm so much better than him. You know, it just... Why? It's a weird vibe. It, it is a really weird vibe. I like how Bond messes with her, though. Yeah, yes. Funny. Oh, that must bother you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he turns her insults against him. But there's also an interesting aspect of this movie on which they deal with the question of playing God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a conversation between Bond and not I mean, the actor's name is Rami Malek, but what's his name? Safin. And Safin is basically describing his big plot on how he gets to choose who lives and who dies yeah and he kind of he describes himself as god like an invisible god who's guiding every who's guiding the events and the people who die to a better future then bond says history doesn't play kindly to those who play god but then then rami malik safin comes back at him and says but isn't that what you do? Hmm. Because if you think about it, this question is also addressed in Spectre when M is talking to C. He's talking to A. Just <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says that when you could train, I, I mentioned this in our Spectre review, so go back and listen to that one in episode 10, which is a banger. Uh he says that you can train all your life, but when it comes to actually killing somebody, that's that's the decision you have to make in that moment. Nothing can compare you to that moment of whether that person lives or that person dies. A drone or something like that, some piece of technology cannot make that choice for us. And so we come to the question, is like, how can James Bond make that choice of who lives and who dies? Is he playing God? Very interesting. Mm-hmm. But again, he does go by orders. So is M playing God. But the thing is, it's like in a secular movie, anytime somebody does good against government authority, like let's say, let's use the Dark Knight as an example where Batman uh, has to avoid the SWAT team so they don't kill the hostages, you could say he's playing God. It depends on how far is you take it with any of these, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Because any superhero, any hero of a movie, Indiana Jones, you could say he'd be playing God because he ultimately decides what happens. Fair. But that's not, I don't know how. I feel like playing God has a different connotation than what they meant. Yeah, I agree. Just making a decision, you know? 
<clears throat> I agree. But the thing is, is like, if you want to take it farther, morality. How does secularism get their morality? That's right. We arrives at this. We arrive at the same question. How does anybody who is not under God, moral? How do they decide what is good and what is not good? And the truth is, they go with what society tells them. Society ultimately, if you're secular, if you do not believe in God, if you're atheistic, if you're humanistic, especially if you're humanistic. Your morality is chosen by what is ever popular. That's why we're in the spot where we are in today. Because nothing is necessarily right and nothing is necessarily wrong. It's all in the eyes. It's all subjective. It's all your truth. Yeah. So really, any secular movie will have to, can, cannot answer that question. But since we have morality, we judge those characters on... Oh, my word. On, uh... On, sorry, that was distracting. On, on, on basis of God's law, and that's how we decide whether somebody's good. Also, a trail, uh, like a movie, will portray somebody as good. They don't know where they're getting the morality, but ultimately, their morality comes from God because that not only does it come from society, but society ultimately started on God. If I, is this making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a lot of times. They do not realize where the morality comes from. So, so I didn't just make the point of there's society, the morality, <laughs> society ultimately judges the reality. Okay, I'm going to backtrack on that a bit. Sorry, my mind's really scattered. But that is their ultimate source of morality. They just don't want to admit it because that's the only way to decide what was moral. But the problem is, is they don't realize that. That's why society ultimately got some morality. Does that make sense? I believe so. It's very interesting. Yes. So what do you think? Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't have any differing thoughts. You extrapolated better than I did. No. Oh, okay. Or could have. So. Also, we do see like the power of love and family within this movie. Mm-hmm. How love does empower Bond to keep going and ultimately make the tough decision. Make a tough decision in the end. I really want to get into spoilers, bro. Me too. You need to. Me too. So, alrighty, I think that's enough. Shall we move on to wisdom? Yep, we're gonna give some dumb on wisdom. Yep, on how to give wisdom. Yep, exactly. But today, we're gonna teach you how to give your very own wisdom. So if you've been envying how good we give advice, <laughs> how great our advice are is and how much wisdom we bring to your life, fret not. Really, bro? Really? Stop holding it in front of the mic and turn it off. <laughs> Where were we? Wisdom, right. We are going to teach you how to give advice the best way possible. It may not be good advice. Shove it down their throats. Oh. And say this is how this is. And they won't listen to you. Good point. I need Falk music after that. 
<laughs> no, but like, how should you give advice? So if, let's just say. Are we talking legitimately or humorously? Why don't we start off humorously? Uh, give advice on how how like make the situation funnier. I don't know. That's all I can really say. We're not in a funny mood tonight, are we? Not apparently not. So why don't we just take this a bit? Headphones are on backwards, by the way. <laughs> no wonder this is sound a little funky. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. I like how you said much better, like right before they were on your ears. <laughs> Funny. Um, but how do you really give give advice? So let's say I'm struggling with something or I'm like I'm being a jerk. How do you confront me? So really this is a segment on how to deal with confrontation. Everybody hates everybody hates confronting somebody else and everybody hates being confronted. But what is the best way to go about it? Mm -hmm. Well, the only real example we have to go by is the one laid out in the Bible where you you um, bring the conflict up with your brother or mm -hmm. sister or what you, you know, gender does not matter in this case. It's merely saying your friend or the person yeah. with whom you have your the neighbor. conflict. Um, you bring it up the problem with just them, just you and them mm -hmm. alone. Um, discuss it. And if they still do not turn it their ways, bring it with. Bring it up with a few friends as well, like one or two or two or three or whatever mm -hmm. the, the book said. I don't remember, but um, talk with them then. And if they still don't turn from their way, bring it before the body of the church. And if they still don't repent, then what? Not goodness. Sex for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like confrontation should, should be handled in that manner. Whatever mm -hmm. you believe, you should at least... You know, do it discreetly the first time. Do mm -hmm. your best to keep it just between you and them because you don't want it to get out of hand. <clears throat> yeah. But if that doesn't end up working, then bring a few along with you. And if that still doesn't work, then, you know, go to some drastic measures. And if there's nothing you can do to get it to work, like bring it before the whole church, which is pretty extreme to me. Yeah. Um, then that's kind of a loss. Yeah. No. Um. Also, another important factor is in a... I think it's John 1. Yeah, I think it's John 1. It says that Jesus is full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. And then again, in Galatians 6, it says that restore if somebody... Paraphrasing here. This is the bat rat paraphrase. And it says when somebody is falling into sin, restore them gently watch yourselves so otherwise you may also be tempted i hope i'm quoting that right if i'm not look it up it's galatians 6 2 6 3 oh no i mean you you did do hebrews 11 2 one time <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet that that boy was just looking in his bible like this is what the ancients were commended for and the tears so story brought into his eye <laughs> it was like a youth group thing where we were supposed to write out um, a note to someone in another country. I don't know where, but it was like a, you know, out of the goodness of the church kind of a thing. So you were supposed to write a letter and maybe add a Bible verse if you wanted to. So I was thinking of Hebrews 11, 1, which is about 
the importance faith of faith. Is and, confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Right, exactly. So faith is important. Uh, I accidentally said Hebrews 11.2 and realized that only... This is what the only, recommended for. I only realized that after I, I sent it out. <laughs> so uh, if you hear that, I'm sorry. I meant Hebrews 11.1, <laughs> but that is admittedly kind of funny. I'm just imagining that boy, he's going through this hard time. And oh, a man no. here sends, oh, no. sends him in Hebrews 11 to the most comforting verse in the Bible <laughs> by this far. is what the ancients were commended for. So powerful. I mean, in context, it's saying that the ancients like Abraham and so forth were commended for their faith. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could be comforting. I read that verse every day and it just comforts <laughs> me so much. I think if you read that verse alone. I think, no, no, no. This is what the ancients were commended for. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Of course, it's the Bible's there for a reason, but yes, it does have a purpose. But it just seems very odd and out of place. <laughs> yeah, out of context. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, anyways, back to what we're saying. But like, be very gentle when correcting a person. Yeah. Until that doesn't work, and then you kind of do level up. So, I guess that's also. Basically, there's like levels of correction. There's like the gentle that doesn't work go a little harder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they definitely don't yell at them first. Right. But if you think yelling at them will is the only way they can change, by all means, do it. Grace and truth. Right. I mean, the Jesus most... exactly wasn't graceful when he, um he absolutely just wrecked the just wrecked the money changers in the temple. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he flips over their tables. That's not fun. Yeah. No. For them, it it's the same thing. Like. You know, it, it comes down to their their relationship with God or their other relationship with people, mm-hmm. even horizontally or vertically, however however it is. If it might take like you, you know, accidentally hurting them emotionally to help them in the long term. If you listen to our last episode, you'll know what I mean. What we mean? Remember our conversation last time? No. You're talking about Gen Z. Yes. Whatever. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, okay. A little slow there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's about all we have to say about that, I believe. Yep, so we just gave advice on giving advice. We gave wisdom on giving wisdom. Now let's move on to miscellaneous where we have a no, shout no, out. No. no, 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 not miscellaneous. Ratman rants. Ratman rants. Yes, yeah, so much catchier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It is. Totally. Hit the flipping space bar. Alrighty, so for actually we have a topic today. We do. We have a listener in the UK. We do. I think. Unless it's just someone using a VPN. But if it is you, leave a comment on this episode. We really love, we actually are so excited about that. Yes, and if you're Daniel Craig, we're actually very excited about this. <laughs> Although if you're not Daniel Craig, we're not going to be, you know, surprised. Yeah. Unless you're Christopher Nolan. Is he British? Oh, you've never heard him speak. Actually, no. What? Wow. It's funny because his brother is actually American. Really? Because they, he went to a British school and then they went to American school. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yes, we're very happy to have more reach than the USA. So, but who would be using, so why do you say it could be a VPN? 
So a VPN stands for virtual private network, which means yeah. that in browser, you can essentially change your IP address to whatever you want. And oh, okay. I, I don't know if that's actually accurate, but you can change your perceived location from the website. Okay. So someone could be using Spotify in browser and switching their location to the UK. You can use that for accessing like British shows on Netflix, okay. which is really cool because they're not available in the US. Or Disney Plus, or Amazon, or whatever. But who out of who we know would be using a UK VPN? I don't know. Could be anyone, really. You can get free VPNs. <laughs> Maybe we should put a pause. Like, do you use a UK VPN? <laughs> uh, it's but like, all we mention. know is that there's more than like maybe more than one percent of our listeners are from the UK. It says one percent. It says less than one percent. You're saying a half a human is from UK. Yes, half okay. of a person. Now that's kind of funny because I was just thinking everybody. I'm sure everybody has thought about this. Is like when Thanos snapped and erased half the population. Mm-hmm. What if the population was uneven? What if, like, what if oh. there was just a half a person? That that's interesting. Yeah, but everybody thought about that. Like, hope the population was uneven. I mean, I'm sure that guy died anyway. <laughs> okay. I mean, would it be horizontal or vertical? I, I'm not going to ask. Well, <laughs> if you really look about how they fade away, it would probably be horizontal. Yeah. I thought you were going to say diagonal for a second. <laughs> Technically, it would be more like. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> this doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. But this is why it's our miscellaneous section. Yes. We ask questions that don't really have answers. Yeah. Okay, another quick question. It seems that we have a consistent listener base of people who aren't using Spotify to listen to us. Who the heck is that? Which is very interesting. And yeah, you can like scrape RSS feeds and stuff to get our episodes on other platforms, which is like legal. It's fine. Sure. I think so. But maybe you should encourage that. But I, I don't know. I'm confused so if you want to like go on to spotify and tell us who you are i'm not it's not like condemnation or anything i'm just curious yeah we're if curious. it's someone i know why so curious yeah that's weird though because we've only put our episodes on spotify that's, yeah. not, that's the only place we put them officially maybe they're just looking on band how band know i mean how would spotify know that yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> Kind of funny how many people actually use band though. Like all homeschoolers. Yeah. Pretty funny. I think we're like the only users of band. Because it's a really sucky app. It's not the worst I've ever used, but it's not the best. Yeah. Well, do you want to move on to a challenge? Yes. Let's. So I have 30 seconds. To make you laugh. This is going to be really hard today, okay? I'm very dead inside. And you have 30 seconds to make me laugh. So start a timer. And if I get you to laugh within that, I get a point. And first two, what, three points wins? How about let's do five? Five. This is already a really short episode. Okay, we'll see. All right. Here's, here's my time guy. What do you call a chicken? I don't know. A chicken, stupid. Bro, 
It's not <laughs> funny at all. Why are you smiling? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Because it's so okay. flipping. Okay, why'd the chicken cross the road? Oh my word, why did he? He was having a bad day. <laughs> what? How did that work? I don't know. <laughs> That's not funny. This is so not funny. It's anti-humor. You're really good at that. <laughs> All right, so you get a point. I do get a point. All right. Would you like to... Um... I'm going to struggle go with now. this one. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. What if SpongeBob didn't exist? He would die inside. That would make me happy. <laughs> um, I cannot think of anything today. What if your hair wasn't blonde? And we couldn't make jokes about you because you wouldn't be a blondie. Which is also a, uh, a brownie. Because <laughs> blondies are actually brownies. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything, bro. I'm dead inside. Just to let you know, if you were dead inside, that does not make me happy. Just a clarification. That was all a joke. Mm. It wasn't a funny joke at all. But Yeah. You see, right, you're better one. at this. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. So you know how chairs have four legs? <laughs> and you have two? That means a chair will be twice the man you ever will. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just come up with that one yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even funny. I know. How do you do this to me? This You just got another point. I have zero. The reason I know it'll make you laugh is because it's not funny. Like, it's like anti-humor. Yeah, I can't, and I cannot master anti-humor, so I should say stuff that is funny. All right, two to zero. Here we go. Three, two, one. Bat! Yeah, I knew that wouldn't work. It never does work. I'm used to it at this point. Yeah, you are. You, you become desensitized to my bang. 16 seconds. Okay. Just no, I can't. Terrible at this, bro. I'm so sorry. This is not the game for me today. But Rubik's cubes, they are colorful. They are. It takes something really funny to get you. Yep. Let's do first one to three, please. I don't want to do more suffering. I figured, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So there was this one time. My friend was holding this like weird, like bell shaped object in his hand and he was like, you know, curling it. Right. So, uh, I, I said something to him and the, the, the bell just goes, Bleh. I was like, bro, what the heck are you doing? He's like, I'm working out with this dumb bell. <laughs> Doesn't make any darn sense. I know. I actually have a last resort. For my next one. Oh, you do? Okay, here we go. So I'm actually going to make a joke this time. Because right. the other one, that was just embarrassing. Three, two, one. All right. So I see my friend at a restaurant. And he ordered oxtail soup. And he was like, yeah, it's kind of tangy. It's, it's kind of good, you know? You've heard this one before? Yeah. Dang it. That's the only thing I got. But anyways, I'll finish the story anyway. So he goes to the bathroom. 
All right, then I grab some of this oxtail soup. I can do, you know, it's kind of, kind of tangy. It's kind of good. So then I eat the rest of it. Then I see that there's an oxtail on the bottom of the bowl. Continue anyway. <laughs> yeah, I utterly fail. This is really embarrassing, guys. This is really embarrassing. But I'm not funny today. But so then I was like, that's disgusting. There's an oxtail on the bottom of the bowl. So then I puke back in the bowl. And then my friend comes out and goes, yeah, I had the same reaction too. Oh, it's still, it's still a good joke. <laughs> yeah. It, it uh, makes you step back a minute. Yeah, before you eat a ball of oxtail soup. Anyways, well, this was a very dead episode. Yep. It's probably our worst episode, honestly. No. I just thought Cricket's out was like, I feel like the first one was worse. Well, the first one we actually had fun. <laughs> Tell us below, what was your least favorite episode? Somebody says all of them. I wouldn't put it, put it past somebody else, you know, who yep. <laughs> to joke about that. He has said that he, he has voted no if you like this episode. <laughs> He's been that one voter who said no. Yep. In case you Out of four. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, well. If you like this episode, leave us a five-star review. Share Honestly, maybe you should listen to some other episode before you review us. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll get them run stars. Listen to 10. Listen that was, to 10. That one was actually really, really good. Way better than this one. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so dead. I'm so sorry I epically failed because I'm not funny. I'm sick. And yeah, at least we keep being consistent, right? Yep. Keep being consistent. As always, share with your friends. Ring the yes. bell every time. And, uh, and as always... Goodbye. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You'll hear us next week. Bye. Bye.